Before we get started, I want to hit you guys with a disclaimer, just so that way you're aware of what you got yourself into. Yes, we will talk about serial killers, crime spree killers, and multiple murderers. It'll be detailed and perhaps even gory, but you have been warned. Welcome. What's up, guys? Welcome to InfoMinds. As always, I am your host, one of the hosts, and my name is Seamus. And I'm Sean. And uh, today we have a great case. We have one of those, uh, we're finally back, you know, we're running, okay? We're running with it, and we're back on a serial killer trend here, and we're going back to a, a very common, somebody that is referenced in uh, uh, pop culture, I guess you'd say, more than the average who actually did kill people, and I think, what is he known as, the Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee something, something of, uh, cannibal. cannibal of Milwaukee, there you go, yeah, <laughs> it took me a second to get it, but yeah, uh, it's Jeffrey Dahmer, guys, we're gonna be looking at Jeffrey Dahmer, and you probably knew that by the title of the episode, but you're here, and we're gonna do it our way, and hopefully you enjoy it, but before all that, of course, we must go through our updates, because <clears throat> it's been a little while. So let's do this, man. Let's 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 get some updates, man. How has it been, Sean? What have you been up to? It has been some time. I uh, I went for a road trip with my brother and my father uh, out to the east coast of uh, Canada through the states and uh, tasted the ocean for the first time. Wow, that's a, that's awesome, dude. I don't know if I've ever even done that. I don't think I've ever seen the ocean. So that's uh, a that's a pretty big feat, I would say. It was. It was my first time actually going anywhere. So uh, quite exciting. Hell yeah. So you went, where did you actually end up? Uh, we started uh, in Sault Ste. Marie and uh, we went, where did we go? We went uh, through Quebec down to New York, Vermont, Maine, uh, New Hampshire, uh, and then into Canada, New Brunswick, and ended up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wow, that's awesome. That, what a trip. Uh, it was in a yeah. uh, 40-year-old uh, motor, motorhome. That's amazing. That's even more amazing due to the fact that it survived. Like it made it. You know, it's got some legs. It only broke down twice. Oh, well, I guess maybe not. Maybe not so not as good as we had thought. But hey, that's not bad either. As long as you got it back going and you got yourself back there, it's nice and safe. Well, Dad's a mechanic, so we were okay. Well, there you go. No fear. But yeah, man, I did. I just uh, I did another uh, open mic recently. At, oh, how'd it uh, go? It was fucking phenomenal. Easily better than the first time. Uh, a very diverse crowd. Mm-hmm. And it was a a level stage, you know what I'm saying? Like I could reach out and touch everyone. I wasn't high above everyone, which I like uh, that. Yeah. And I actually got to take the microphone out of the stand, so I got to be a little more physical. And I challenged myself to just try and memorize as much as I could. Mm-hmm. I only did like 
four and a half minutes, but almost everything landed. And when it didn't land, I called them on it. I was like, guys, that's a good fucking joke. What are you doing? <laughs> like, nice. I'm going for it. But uh, I'll tell you a couple of the best jokes I had. Uh, you know the subway guy? Uh, Jared? Yeah, he got in all that trouble, right? Right. I don't think he was really into footlongs like we assume. Oh, boy, that's bad. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and then I'll tell you this, too. Remember that miscarriage joke I told you a while back? Uh, yeah. Murdered. Oh, murdered bro oh no i don't understand how it did because it was i i've changed it up obviously since then it basically just goes like uh i found out the hard way that my aunt had a miscarriage recently we were at a family reunion and she walked by me and passed gas and i was like something obviously died inside of you and uproar it was great but uh i'm really working on like trailer park material now because i grew up in a trailer park i lived in a trailer park for a lot of my life so i know that type of uh environment right and one of my favorite bits is i'm like you guys want to know how you can find out if you're trailer trash is if you can decipher between the cats outside your door fucking or fighting (laughs) you know Mm. what i mean that's a horrible sound dude i've heard both of them and they're both bad they both sound like somebody's dying one of the cats is dying i'll take your word for it oh Oh, boy god yeah you never ran in they don't have a lot of stray animals out there like dogs and cats Uh, uh, not uh not that i've come across don't either in trailer parks, man. That's just somebody's dog. Nobody ever puts them away. It's somebody's ah. cat. Then you put them away. They're just fucking there. It's so annoying. But how come the guy in the trailer park that owns three properties still looks poor? Why is that anyway? I don't know. I've always wondered. But I grew up in like several different types of trailer parks, so I have different perspectives. But it's really some material that I'm trying to work on for the simple fact that I feel like it's untouched. There's not a lot of comedians out there talking about trailer park life. I think you're right. Trailer Park Casanova is what I call myself. There I you go. Myself that name, but overall, man, it's been a very. Uh, it's been what two weeks, three weeks, give or take. Doesn't matter. Six. Not over a month. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's that's but, right. Uh, that's right. How's uh how's the work thing going? You got to take that vacation. That must have been nice and definitely helped you out a lot. Uh, I definitely needed it because I felt like I was having a mental breakdown. So it helped. Yeah, man. Fuck that. You don't want to. You don't want to get that from your job. You know. No, definitely not. So it was. It was good to get away. Yeah, and you went to a really cool place. You kind of you you did some something that a lot of people have on their bucket list, I'm sure. Oh yeah, knocked it out. You went to the shore, right? <laughs> did you actually get in the water? Uh, I put my foot in it and I uh, so? scooped up some and put it to my lips just to taste it. And it's fucking salty, dude. It's way saltier than you'd imagine. I, I've been in uh, quite a few nasty places that I've swam, mm-hmm. but they're all fresh water. Right. So what do you think, like, in comparison, like, I'm sure you've seen, seen the same thing. What is, uh, like, is it clearer because it's salty or no? Uh, no, I didn't really notice any difference in the, in the clarity. Uh, but you know how you've put uh, salt in your water if you had a cold sore or whatever? Sure, that's exactly it, what it was. Worse no, though, right? a hundred times worse than that. A hundred times oh, more salty. Man. Way more than you'd expect. How is it not thick? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like the density, thickness? I don't know. I've never swam in the thing. I can't even imagine what it does for your skin. can't be good. dries you can't, out probably. That's what I hear. Well, I'll definitely try and mark it off at some point. Who knows? I mean, I'm not too far away from like the, the New York area, you know, going in that direction towards the East Coast. But uh, mm-hmm. it's I'm ginger, man. Swimming is just not something that I'm like. I can – I've took – I've I moved a lot. So I, I took many a swimming classes. So I can swim, but I hate it. Because I'm oh. always like, they're always like, oh, you should put on a t-shirt after the first two hours of swimming. And then I try to because I'm already fried. 
yeah. and you can't swim in a t-shirt. So I'm like, I got to get rid of it. <laughs> Going right back to frying myself. Oh, I have man. looked like a lobster. It's awful. I believe you. All right. Speaking of lobsters, uh, Milwaukee, man. What do you know about Milwaukee? I mean, we obviously have to hit this on the head. We got to talk a little bit about where the where this thing comes from. And it seems like they got some uh, water going down out there in Wisconsin. Uh, I, I guess so. Haven't really been there, so I can't say. But uh, don't they have a lot of corn? <laughs> I don't know. I know they have a lot of cheese. I uh, believe it's that's che- a, it's yeah. cheese, right? Yes. And, and uh, terrible accents, I think. At least nope. as far as, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the general knowledge that you get. Like, oh, I'm from Wisconsin. Welcome to Wisconsin. Milwaukee comes alive in the summertime. Okay, relax, guy. <laughs> Write it down instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So as far as Milwaukee, we got to hit a, hit the crime rates, the things to do, all the general nudnickery that goes into the beginning of this Infomunge show. Uh, Wisconsin as a whole, we're going to look at Wisconsin as a whole as far as uh, the population and how safe it is to live in a place like Wisconsin. A number of crimes as far as, I believe, 2016, and as always, these stats come from NeighborhoodScout.com. Violent crimes are 18,539, and the crime rate per 1,000 residents is 3.20. And I like throwing these stats in there because for some people, they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. I get it. But I read them and I have no idea what I'm saying, so it's fine. But uh, uh, well, it sounds like uh, sounds like for every thousand people that live there, there's about three crimes. That's not bad. Yeah, but I should have start with I should always start with the population. It'd make more sense. I feel right. <laughs> I go backwards. Maybe, maybe. But uh, your chances of becoming a victim in a violent crime uh, via Wisconsin is one in three hundred and thirteen. And you know we've done many shows before where that number is a lot lower. You know, one in two hundred you know, 50 or whatever, mm-hmm. which is quite, I mean, it's still one, three, 13, not great. Uh, the population of Wisconsin itself is 5.795, uh, million. So quite a bit of people. I mean, it's highly pop. I feel like it's lush. When I think of, uh, Wisconsin, I think of greenery. I think of, uh, forest. I think, I don't know why, but I've also not been there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, that's I funny. I, I never think of Wisconsin. Fair enough. That's even better. That's funnier. <laughs> uh, the only reason I think of it is because where I'm at in Indiana, we're relatively close on the other side of Illinois, but I can never think of uh, which is first. Is it Minnesota? Is it Wisconsin? But also, like you said, who cares? <laughs> the reported total per thousand residents of murder is 0.03, so that's phenomenal. Like yeah. They're not people, but there is a 0.37 chance uh, per thousand residents of rape, which, you know, wouldn't you rather die after you're raped? I mean, yeah. that's a hard thing to live with. I would imagine. Just joking, guys. If you're not, if you're new to the show, where there's a disclaimer that's always in place. You know, we put it in the show to make sure you understand. We are going to make jokes to make light of some of the darker situations. If you're not good with that, man, there's this giant thing over there on the wall. It very much resembles a window. It's a door. You can fit your body through it and then shut it and move on with your life. (laughs) We don't need you to review the show and give us a one star and just talk crazy. That's ridiculous. Um, As far as the, the, in comparison to everywhere else, like property crime, one in 55 in Wisconsin. So people might break your stuff. Uh, Burglary though is pretty high. Is it? Which is not – it's 4.30 per uh, 1,000 residents, and there's one – it looks like 1.4 million burglaries 
Or yeah, that's a lot. That uh, a that's lot. just the that's the United States stat. Excuse me. Uh, for Wisconsin, it's seventeen thousand burglaries and a three point zero four, which is still really high. Yeah, and I I feel I would be I'm more fearful of that type of a crime, because in some cases that's how a murder starts. Somebody breaks into somebody's house to steal their stuff, mm-hmm. and you know that that already is telling you a lot about a person if they're willing to go into somebody else's house without their knowledge or without them being there or their permission. That's a scary dude. That is because like that just it's I don't know it's just it's like. Mm-hmm. How you feel when somebody touches your delicates, you know, your fucking underwear that you don't know. Like that it's a real invasion of privacy. It's so creepy. For to be, and for somebody to do that on with a criminalistic intent, you can only be like you can only assume there's something really wrong with this guy or this girl. Whoever's like desperation, obviously drugs can take place and that that can be a reason for such things, but there's also people that just do home invasions, they do burglaries out of the sense of survival. It has nothing to do with them being on drugs. They just want to take your stuff because it's easier than getting a job or an education. That's right. And it's damn scary. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I haven't been involved in one, but I don't think I want to. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound like a very fun time to have somebody come into your place of leisure i guess where you should feel the safest exactly and, you know, i have a crazy neighbor he lives across the hall from me that you know we're constantly dealing with and he's like 70 years old dentures and you know probably a previous crackhead i don't know there's a lot of things wrong with him he's definitely been arrested before for going crazy uh we got into a conflict at one point and he he was screaming for the apartment manager like it was his dad <laughs> like what are you doing so i understand what that's like but i don't i also fear having somebody come to your place with your knowledge more than uh you know just general confrontation with a person does that make sense oh for sure definitely all right so since it's summertime man obviously like i said milwaukee comes alive in the summertime we're going to look at some of the things to do in milwaukee itself and it looks like water seems to be a, a thing you know there's uh parks there's a, they do a cheese thing there's beer you know all these very interesting things uh Lake Michigan's beaches and parks obviously seems like a very interesting thing. They have a thing, uh, a festival called the Summerfest. It's the world's largest music festival. Is that right? And I, yeah, it uh, says uh, love music. This is from uh, visitmilwaukee.org. So you know these guys are writing copy like ridiculous. I don't know. How, I don't know how people talk. Nobody talks like this. <laughs> love music? How does the world's largest music festival sound? It's Summerfest, and it happens right here in Milwaukee on the shore of Lake Michigan. Cool, man. I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I want to go. I want to go now. It does seem pretty interesting. I'm just curious who plays here. I've never even heard of this festival. You know, Me, like uh, how, how big are the music acts is my whole thing. Um, like I said, drinking is a big deal here. Uh, drinking beer specifically. Uh, they have the beer gardens during the summer. Old Milwaukee. And, bah, boom. You know, Milwaukee's best, that that high that highbrow shit. Oh yeah. No, it's disgusting. Of, of course they got the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh you can tailgate, which seems great. Uh River West twenty four. That's a bike uh biking event and you know, more water. <laughs> Obviously being by the water is a big deal. There's trails. Like I said, it looks pretty lush, man, just from the pictures I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh Wisconsin State Fair. Lots of greenery, lot, uh, lots of outdooring. 
and it just seems a uh, seems like a relatively homey place if that makes sense homely it, is that it, right? yeah yeah that sounds about right I, I think it's a lot better now than it was in the late 80s and 90s when you could get raped and eaten yes that is got to be a fear definitely had to be a fear back then and now you got to imagine that they're profiting from these things in a lot of ways they've used this man to bring in revenue right there's an entire tour is there yep there's a uh, there's a whole thing in milwaukee where you can visit like his old like his grandma's house and all this weird stuff but let's do this man let's let's get into this crazy motherfucker right here that we've all heard about we all know a lot about but we're gonna dive into some different things you've never heard about and his name is jeffrey lionel dahmer like the perfect middle name and you don't hear Lionel very often when it comes to Jeffrey's name but no. this man was born May 21st 1960 in uh, Milwaukee well no, yeah Milwaukee Wisconsin and that's a big city it is a big city man quite a lot of people 5 million people you know wait that's a that lot. was Wisconsin that was Wisconsin as a whole but yeah See? but it's fine that's what we do here we're not <laughs> you... we're not professionals it's all good yeah. Come for the, the the people that we're talking about, but you stay for the ridiculous things that we say, and that's exactly. fine. That's, that's <laughs> perfectly all right. Yeah, so uh, he was uh, of German, Welsh, Norwegian, and Irish ancestry. That's a lot. It is. Makes a crazy last name, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Dahmer. It's just, I don't know. Not something that I feel like I've ever heard outside of this dude. Uh but let's do it, man. Let's talk about his uh, early life and his childhood and all these these things because it does kind of start with his dad and things with his dad. And his dad was some sort of a – what does his dad do here? Let me see if I can't find it. He was a professor. Uh, yeah, and he science guy, right? He had yeah. he would, like um, – what is it? Dissections and bisections and all those different things with animals and uh, that kind of stuff. I, I read it earlier, but uh... – Hmm. Yeah, he he was working towards a chemistry degree. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is like some of the stuff isn't going to be right in front of you for sure. This is just other stuff that I've read in like the serial killer encyclopedia and okay. the documentaries and stuff. But that's really kind of what started it all was Jeffrey had an infatuation with internal organs of animals and and that sort of deal obviously it's going to trigger something it can you know what i mean it's not always going to be that way you're either going to find you're either going to become a a very famous scientist for you know what i mean (laughs) or your surgeon or a a really creepy dude if you don't make anything of that but uh he was uh, born in the evangelica deaconess hospital in milwaukee wisconsin united states uh may 21st like we said he was the first of two sons born to joyce annette and lionel herbert dahmer uh, Dahmer's mother worked as a teletype machine instructor, which that's not a job you'll ever have again. And his father was a student at Marquette University working towards. Yeah. So, uh, as her son entered uh, first grade, Joyce Dahmer began to spend an increasing amount of time in her bed recovering from a weakness. Uh, 
And uh, because the dad's uh, studies kept him away from home much of the time, uh, and the wife demanded lots of attention, she worked herself into anxiety over trivial matters. So uh, poor little Jeffrey there, he didn't have a very nice childhood. Yeah, it seems to be that. It seemed, But I, I can't help but to wonder... Because obviously we go into a situation here where not obviously more obvious to us, not to the listeners, but Joyce, his mom actually does attempt suicide, which is a very strange thing because like we had already talked about, she was very attention seeking. Yes. So how much of an attempt I hate, I, I don't know. Here's what, here's my thing with attempted suicide is I feel like there should be another name for that because you didn't you didn't try hard enough you know what i mean you if mm-hmm. you wanted to bad enough it would have happened well she took uh, an overdose of equani pills to which she was addicted i'd never heard of those kind of pills before but i imagine they're yeah. pain pills or sleeping pills or uh let's see it says here it's uh an axiolic drug uh it's a, like a minor tranquilizer hmm. it's a benzo which is uh you know very much like a a Xanax dulls the senses. Who knows, man? Who knows? Older, she had some older issues. medication for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe the attempted suicide was once again to bring more attention to herself. Uh, Dahmer had been described as an energetic, happy child until he actually became notably subdued after a double hernia surgery. And I, I can't even imagine what that's like, especially before you're even four years old. Probably not pleasant. No. I mean... Anything that has to do with surgery when you're that young can't be it can it'll change you, you know, oh for yes. sure, definitely it's traumatic and because uh, yeah. he he uh he noted the extreme tension between his parents, and so he before the surgery he was energetic and happy, and then of course, after that, and because of the parent thing, he was regarded as both quiet and timid by his peers and uh, also reserved. And uh, one teacher said she sensed he felt neglected. Well, I guess what this is making me ask and wonder is what about the brother or sister, the other sibling? What the hell were they going through? Yeah, it doesn't really say much. I, I know he this the brother was born like six years later. So were they back to being good parents then? You know what I mean? Was that the case? I, hard to say, but I feel like mm-hmm. if you're going to investigate the man's life and his childhood and upbringing, his sibling is a person to ask questions to, you know, to yeah. find out the real substance of it all. Like, hey, man, I felt like shit, too, because this is the thing you got to imagine back then and even just us being the ages that we are, divorce was such a big deal, Definitely. such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and whether or not, you know, the situation showed itself as often as we probably know it to now back then even even like circulating the idea of divorced parents was traumatizing oh, yeah. kids would make fun of you you know mm-hmm. and that's weird mm-hmm. it's so taboo it was so taboo back then and now it's like yeah my parents are divorced dude i have two christmases i have fucking you know four parents it's great but then sometimes you're also like uh, well i don't see one of my relatives you know one of my parents at all which who knows? It can it can benefit you and cannot benefit you, but at the same time, you can't help but to wonder how much this affected him specifically because well, of the yeah. time. Exactly. Uh, from an early age, Dahmer manifested an interest in dead animals, as I priorly mentioned. Uh, friends later recalled Dahmer initially collected large insects such as dragonflies and butterflies, which he placed inside jars. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, he collected animal 
carcasses from the roadside. That's gross. That uh, is disgusting. Standard, yeah, it really is because, like I said in the beginning of the show, dude, I grew up in a trailer park. I lived amongst uh, lots of stray animals, so there was there is not really an animal that is commonplace in Indiana that I haven't seen dead on the side of the road. Okay. And imagining somebody who is a, a virtually a child picking up roadkill with his hands is is just not hey guys just want to take a minute away from the show to tell you a little bit about my friends podcoin that's p-o-d-c-o-i-n i know you guys enjoy listening to podcasts otherwise you would have never heard this ad so if you would like to get paid to listen to podcasts download the podcoin app today you will find every single podcast you can think of on podcoin and you can listen to it and get paid and then you can take that money donate it to charity get an amazon gift card so many options so many reasons to go download the podcoin app right now it is available on all ios and android devices so get that podcoin app today and get paid to listen use code Seamus for 300 podcoin at sign up and now back to the show uh he was uh, collecting animals and he uh found the carcass of a dog and he impaled the skull of the dog on a stake in his uh woods behind the house and her style yeah people's, yeah real people's heads on sticks though not dogs mm-hmm. Yeah, Why and is that uh, a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. No, but apparently, uh, the fascination with the animals uh, probably happened when he saw his dad taking uh, animal bones away from the bo- from beneath the house, and he was oddly thrilled by the sound that the bones made. Oh, that's weird, and it's not a good sound. Like I like the smell of spray paint, but I'm not going to sit inside of a paint shop all day. My I know it's bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. I've done it a few times, but nonetheless, uh, the sound of bones is not, I don't know. It's very like dry woodish, you know, smacking together. Mm-hmm. I, I've never really, I don't, I've never seen a bag of bones or heard a bag of bones, but we've all seen enough movies that we could assume that that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I'd but, imagine. Uh, the Dahmer family actually relocates to the Doylestown, Ohio in October of 1966. At this time, Joyce was pregnant with her second child who had mentioned, and uh, when she had gave birth to this baby boy on December 18, 1966, Jeffrey was allowed to choose the name of the baby. David. He chose the name David. Yeah, strong name. Like it. Is it David Lionel? I don't know. But he, at least this guy, you know, the way you can look at it now is the relative of Jeffrey Dahmer. At least he has no real association with Wisconsin. He was born in Ohio. He's He's got a name of David, but... Did he change his life? Because that's a David Dahmer. That sounds scarier than Jeffrey. You know? It kind of, kind of does. Uh, we do know that he did change his name uh, after okay. the whole thing. So That's good. Have, we, have, we, have you seen anything on him? Like I feel like somebody sh- has interviewed him. Uh, 2020 or something. I don't know. Not a clue. Not a clue. All right. Nonetheless, 1968, the family relocated to Bath, Ohio, which is probably a really gross place. Uh, two years later, over the over a family meal of chicken, uh, Dahmer asked his father what would happen if the bones of the chicken were placed in a bleach solution. Lionel Dahmer was, by this stage, concerned, as you should be. Uh, his son was uh, placid and lethargic, and he was pretty uh, solitary. Pretty solitary. That's not right. 
a solitary existence. Yeah, isolated yeah. for sure. I was trying to find another word. Uh, never mind. Uh, he was delighted by the initiative uh, of his son. You know, he he was actually following in the scientific steps, being curious about the anatomy of animals and such. Which obviously, that I know uh, the bleach solution. Uh, why? What does that have to do with any science at all? That sounds horrific. Uh, I don't know, uh, he but really he... demonstrated. Yeah, that's that's what I was just gonna say. He he demonstrated to his son how to safely bleach and preserve the animal bones. Just so it's more convenient for me. All right, so uh, where were we talking about the family, the bones? Yeah, we'll, we'll just switch, man. Yeah, we'll go to high school, and he he drank through high school, and he had bad grades. Oh yeah, that was definitely a thing. The drinking was a was a Dahmer thing, and that's fucking weird, man. Yeah, because that's when you're going to make your mistakes. If this is something that you're doing and killing people is your, you know, your forte being an alcoholic or a drunk is not going to benefit you because you're going to make mistakes and we will get all find sloppy. Out. Yeah. Yes. But I also feel like it's a common trend that <clears throat> there's some sort of, a, uh, maybe not let's, let's backtrack. Just looking at the cases that we've looked at already on this show, Robert Fisher, BTK and, who was the other one? There was two fish. There was two fish guys. Albert Fish. Obviously, yeah. I think Fish might have been the only other guy that had like a substance abuse problem attached with his killing. Because most of these guys, it feels like their vice is killing. Right. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. So could that help maybe uh, control the uh, urges to kill if you have a second vice? Like what, you know, Gacy took a painting when he went to jail, prison, right? What if that's what he did on the streets? Like he was, you know, while he was just a regular guy working his fucking job at KFC, he just took a painting, you know, to a vigorous state where he'd not have killed people. I don't know. Not a therapist, man, but I feel like these are questions that should be asked to these people. (laughs) Drank God. Dahmer, uh, he, I don't know, definitely uh, seems like a guy that would drink, if, I, if I'm being honest. Like a guy who drinks, but he doesn't eat, right? Like he yeah. just drinks for sustenance. That's it. Uh, he discovered he was gay when he reached puberty. Uh, he mm-hmm. did not divulge in sexual orientation to his parents. He did not let them know uh, because obviously back then still a thing. Very uh, much yeah. a thing. Complex. Now, had it been – had he found this out in an era where it was fine, would he have killed people? Uh, you know what? Maybe if he was more accepted, he might not have. The questions have to be asked. These are the these are the tough questions that the Infamines crew asks. You know, this is what we do, guys. This is what we're here for. So thanks it's, for listening once again. <laughs> it, it's entertainment, but it's hard-hitting questions all the time. Right. If he was alive, we would be the best journalist team. We would have questioned him all. We, I would just like to even speak to the brother and hit him with some of this stuff, like, Hey, man, how, how did you feel? I mean, is he gay also? There's so many questions. Did he mess with skulls? Was his dad helping him look at things like that? But it had no effect on him. So maybe Dahmer was always meant meant for something like this, right? I don't know. It's a lot of questions. Uh, but by his later years, he began sexually fantasizing about dominating and controlling uh, completely uh, submissive male partners. As one does. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't think about that? I don't want you to speak, but I want you to be alive. Is that fair? Kind kind of alive, at least <laughs> unconscious. Yes. Uh, these fantasies gradually became intertwined with uh, dissection, as we had already mentioned, that it's a whole thing. Uh, you know, science. 
one on one occasion when he was approximately 16, Dahmer conceived a rape fantasy of rendering un rendering unconscious a part a particular male jogger that he found attractive, and then making sexual use of his unconscious body. So that's a young age for rape. You know, I don't uh, think it, rape's it, 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 it didn't actually. It, yeah, yeah, it didn't actually happen because he he waited in the bushes for the guy to jog by, but he didn't that day, so uh, he he didn't actually get to fulfill the fantasy. You know, were you thinking about that at sixteen, dude? I was still afraid of girls. I was afraid of sex. <laughs> I wouldn't watch a porn. At 16. Are you kidding me? Shit's terrifying. It was like, where's the basketball court? Bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Whistle, so I can come home and get on my zanga. <laughs> my space. Uh, so yeah, it didn't work out for him. But even these ideas back then is just—it's too much. It's more fetched in, in my mind. Uh, he, a, he he had a lot going on in his mind. Obviously, man. It was mm -hmm. like you can't sit at this point. You can't sit here and point at the parents' divorce or parents' uh, turmoil affecting him to this level. It doesn't add up. No. Um, Despite being regarded as a loner and an oddball among his peers at Revere High School, Dahmer became something of a class clown among some students due to the pranks he regularly staged, uh, some of which were done to amuse his classmates, others apparently to simply attract attention. These pranks became known as doing a Dahmer and included bleeding, uh, simulating epileptic seizures, or cerebral palsy. Yeah, that sounds knocking, hilarious. That sounds like he's making fun of slow kids. Mm -hmm. What a jerk! So maybe I don't know. Is that are they still saying that? I think doing a Dahmer these days is way different than pretending to have <laughs> cerebral palsy. I would imagine. I think it. I think it involves like blood and uh, <laughs> melting body parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by 1977, Dahmer's grades had declined, uh, owing this all to his alcohol abuse. And uh, okay, put it this way: I would think that yeah, that guy's going to be pretty funny if he's coming to school drunk. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> uh, his parents also hired a private tutor for their son so they cared man that's bullshit it's bullshit that right there is the parents giving a fuck 100 well, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't hire somebody to take care of your kids grades if uh if you didn't care about them 100 percent true so there's no blame to his adolescence and childhood. This was uh, maybe the idea of the scientific thing and whatever the dad did gave him an infatuation with it that was too much. And then the fact that he was gay that added on to that where he's like, well, I could put somebody to sleep and have my way with them and nobody would know, know I was gay at all. That could be an issue, but that doesn't have anything to do with his childhood and his parents and how no. they raised him. Because that's how, I didn't do fucking great in school, but there was never one time where they offered to get me a tutor. No, me neither. Actually, money. It costs money, and yeah, when that's not an option in the household, it's not going to happen. So obviously, something was working well here with the dad being work, you know, a chemistry guy, and the mom doing her typist whatever things that she was doing. It's still, mm -hmm. you can't say that they were well off, but they were good enough to say, "Hey, man, I want my kids to do well. I'm going to spend this money on a tutor to make sure that that happens." It's kind of bullshit that uh, you know, a lot of these people, uh, not people, but the serial killers will say things about their childhood and things that happened to them when they were younger. There's no excuse for what he's done. Nope. Not even a little bit. Especially now, knowing that he got a tutor? What? How great would that have been? Man, yeah, what kind of... What kind of... Right? Fucking man, she's got some boobs and stuff. She's like four years older than you. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? You know? 
still, you you know what I'm saying? We've all seen the movies. We have. But the idea is just to give a shit because that wouldn't happen otherwise. It just wouldn't. Nope. Uh, it's, uh, they got uh, limited success the same year. Uh, Dahmer's parents attended counseling sessions to try to resolve their personal differences and save their marriage. Also, trying. You know? Yeah. They were trying. They were doing their best. They could spend the money to go to counseling. <laughs> like, come on, mm-hmm. something's okay in this household, and they're trying to fix it. They here's what it is: they notice the things that aren't working, the things that aren't okay. His his the father already started to sense some things within his son, but a double hernia doesn't take those things away from you. No. No, the surgery could be a little dilapidating in the beginning, but afterwards, it's you're going to come back to the person that you were. So there's, like I said, there's nobody to point a finger at anything. This guy was destined for what he, he became. Was, he, was, he was just a creepy dude right from his beginning days. So I think the only thing, like we mentioned prior, is maybe the concept of being okay with being gay. Yeah. Had that happened, we might have had a Jeffrey Dahmer different dude. You know, he might have been some sort of activist or some shit you these never days. Know. But uh, the counseling <clears throat> was ultimately unsuccessful between the parents. They decided to divorce, although initially on amic- amicable grounds, both of Dahmer's parents began to quarrel frequently in the presence of their sons. And in early 1978, Lionel Dahmer moved out of the house. So that's that's another weird thing, too, is even back then, when people did divorce or split up, they remained in the same household, which that cannot work. Nope, doesn't work. People try it, and it's not good. It's, it's for the sake of the children, so right there again. They gave a fuck, man. They cared. They did. They did. And yet, look what happened. Yes. All right, let's let's hit just a little bit more of the adolescence if you want to close it out. And we'll head to the 20s and 30s. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, so Joyce was awarded custody of the younger son, and uh, Dahmer was 18, so he was an adult, and he could do what he wanted. Bada boom. 18 yeah. years old. 18-year-old Dahmer. Mm. Yeah kind of character was that now i have to just ask for my own on my own volition to you have you seen uh the movie where about Dahmer as a young guy as a kid um was that with one of the guys from wings who played him uh no that's older okay it's new it's called my friend Dahmer. it's based on a graphic novel that a friend of Dahmer's from high school and, and junior high had wrote this whole thing about him and now they made a movie about it and it features a kid uh, from the Disney channel as young Jeffrey Dahmer and it goes through all of this how he was doing Dahmers and in school oh never even heard of it check it out man it's pretty interesting really well uh, produced and it okay. gives you some more background on you know these guys as children basically right so let's talk about his real excuse me his first murder okay yeah as a murder of this fellow named stephen hicks uh this murder was committed in the summer of 78 at the age of 18 just three weeks weeks. yeah yeah that's uh that's a short time but uh at the time he was living alone in the family home Mm -hmm. even weirder that shit doesn't really happen uh owing to his recent uh Divorced from Dahmer's mother, Dahmer's father temporarily lived in a nearby motel, and his mother had relocated to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, with his younger brother David. 
So that's got to be the first time that David was ever actually associated with Wisconsin was after the divorce. Yes. So they were in Ohio for quite some time. Mm-hmm. On uh, June 18th, Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was four days shy of his 19th birthday. Dahmer then lured him to his house on the pretext of the two young men drinking alcohol together. Hicks, who had been hitchhiking to the rock concert in Lockwood Corners, agreed to accompany Dahmer to his house, as you would back then. It was uh, I, Yeah, I guess that was common, right? Yeah, it was more common than it is now. People have learned, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going to go to your house, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. What do you have for me there? Like, I'm good. Alcohol? Well, let's just, we can get that and stay in your car or something. Yeah, I'm not going to your house. Get the fuck out of here. Because there's doors that lock there. Yeah, you can lock me in your car, but we'll be in a public place, sort of. Right? You can right. scream. <laughs> Back then, hitchhiking was the big commonality. People were oh, doing for that sure. to get around. It's like uh, Uber now. Seems like the next possible serial killer is going to be an Uber driver. Oh, that would be a great movie. Seems like it's a, it seems too easy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stipulations, obviously, to the people that they, they decide to let drive. But there has been crimes committed by people pretending to be Uber drivers. I believe it. It's like, a fucking car is a death trap for many reasons other than the fact that you can it'll explode, you know. Yeah. Uh, according to Dahmer, after several hours of drinking and listening to music, Hicks wanted to leave, and he didn't want him to. In response, Dahmer bludgeoned him with a ten-pound dumbbell. Uh, as you do. Right. The yeah. irony, Sean. Tell me why it's ironic, buddy. Do we want to spoil? I think they. <laughs> I don't know what you're aiming for here. <laughs> uh, Dahmer was actually bludgeoned to death himself with. Uh, oh yes, with a big uh, metal it's rod. Like That's the... right. That holds the weights on the end. Virtually the same thing. But uh, it's a free weight, like a free weight dumbbell. You're that right, makes right. sense. Yeah. Still, his first murder. Oh, that's, dude, the irony. When he started getting hit with that thing, he's like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, he, <laughs> oh, he, he, he went out as he started. There you go. <laughs> so dark. Uh, yeah, but fuck that. Fuck this guy. Uh, Dahmer later stated that he struck him in the head uh, twice from behind, as, uh, you know, these tough serial killers always do. They really like to strike from behind. Fucking <laughs> soft ass. Uh, he was sitting in a chair, so you could only imagine the sounds and the everything that. Yeah, it was just a horrific scene. When you hit somebody in the head, is anybody that gets a head injury, very traumatic head injury, it tends to, uh, you know, things happen to your body. You do things, but uh, he strangled him to death uh, with the bar of the dumbbell. Irony as well. Stripped mm-hmm. the clothes from his body and masturbated, uh, masturbated while standing above the corpse, which is so stupid. It doesn't make sense. Well, what else what are you going to do above the corpse? <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing is like if the goal is the fact that he's gay and he wants sexual gratification sexual gratification then why is murder the most suitable idea why couldn't you just shut your eyes think of the guy that you just had that's in your living room while you're in the bathroom mm. is his imagination work that well i mean uh, you know you know you have and i know i have shut our eyes and create that scenario and get one going it's just it's not hard but what is his excuse here? There's no excuse for killing a dude just to masturbate on his body. No, that's just uh, creepy and weird. So many other things that you could have done outside. Like, oh, I just think of Stephen while I'm in the toilet. He'll have no idea. Right. Or ask, like, you know, hey, man, what's what do you think about this? Just have your dick in your hand. What do you <laughs> think about that? He's like, uh, girls, <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen. Go right. in the bathroom. He might be like, that's real nice. Mm-hmm. Bring it here. I mean, if it's the best ever, 
Like, if he's got the best-looking dick ever, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to at least try it. If it's the best ever, I got to see what it's about. But still, obviously, we're making jokes and making light of the situation. It just – you're looking for other possible scenarios where a man doesn't get killed just to be jigged on. <laughs> when you put it that way, yeah. I mean, fuck, man. It's so stupid because if you look at the general – outline of serial killers as a whole that's not what they do if they're going to kill somebody they usually have sex with the body they go back to it they put yeah. it in a place that they can have sex with it again instead jeffrey dahmer is so far from being he's like the weakest of serial killers throughout history of serial killers to where he will kill a dude and not even touch the body with his sexual organ does that make sense it's fucking weird dude. it's very weird no sense. I mean, even whole- Ed Kemper having sex with like a, a severed head isn't nearly as weird as this dude just jerking off to a body. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Andre Chikatilo, he would fucking he would jizz in his pants while he killed someone. Oh. That makes more sense than this. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. gratification comes through the killing. He literally kills the dude, and then j- it doesn't make sense to me at all. Obviously, this is all terrible, and I feel bad for the family of Stephen Hicks, of course. But it's like, dude. There are so many other scenarios that you could have got your rocks off without the murder part. Right. Could have been skipped wholeheartedly. But nonetheless, this man, Jeffrey Dahmer, ends up in the army six weeks after the murder of Hicks. Uh, Dahmer's father and his fiance returned, so he's got another lady. Uh, they returned to the house that Jeffrey was living alone in in August. And Dahmer enrolled into the Ohio State University, hoping to major in business. And what's his business? What do you think he what do you think he would have done? Was he in a startup tech company or something? I think he would have been in hotel and restaurant management. That makes sense. Like a very like a Bates Motel type of thing. Yeah, guaranteed. Just looking through a, a creepy hole into people's rooms. Oh Boom. yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, January nineteen seventy nine, his father on his father's urging, Dahmer enlisted into the US Army. Uh, he trained as a medical specialist at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. On July 13, 1979, he was stationed in Balmolder, West Virginia. West Germany. Why did I say Virginia? <laughs> uh, he served as a combat... Yeah, that was stupid. He served as a combat medic. Uh, according to published reports in Dahmer's first year of service, he was an average or slightly above average soldier. Uh, yeah. Uh, two soldiers attest to having been raped by Dahmer while in the Army, one of whom stated in 2010 that while stationed in Baumolder, Dahmer had repeatedly raped him over a 17-month period, while another soldier believes Dahmer drugged and raped him inside an armored personnel carrier in 79. How pissed would you be, dude? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I'd be so mad. I'd be like, what do we? What do you even do? Like, to just out somebody is fucking awful, but what do you hope to have happen? Obviously, mm-hmm. the dude gets in trouble. But then what about the guy who is getting raped over a 17-month period? What yeah, is why, didn't he, why didn't he say something? It's so weird. It doesn't make sense because it's like a army of one. We're in the army. We're all here together. And there's just a, one of the other guys who's dressed like I am putting his wiener in me. It's right. obscene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? It's like, what kind of guys are being put into the army? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Weird. So shady. Because I don't know. I, I, obviously, you have to be that guy. But Dahmer uh, never once seemed like a threatening guy that you couldn't just beat that dude up. Right. To where he could rape you and you're just like, yeah, I'll just keep it a secret. No. Um, Bite the dick. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> 
Owing to Dahmer's alcohol abuse, his performance deteriorated because he's a fucking drunk and he's in the army raping boys. It's absurd. Uh, his superiors did not believe that any problems Dahmer had in the army would be applicable to civilian life. How does that make sense? Uh, I don't know, but let's give him discharge. let's give let's give him an honorable discharge. That's right. Yeah, honorable. Ugh. Fuck this man. He's mm-hmm. so ridiculous. So let's move on a little a little further ahead to Fast January forward. 1985. All right. Uh, Dahmer's hired as a mixer at the Milwaukee Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, where he worked from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. six nights per week, with Saturday evenings off. Short. So that's good. You know, he's fucking working and working yeah. a lot. Productive member of society. Yes. There's no time to fuck off. Uh, Shortly after Dahmer found this employment, an incident occurred in which he was propositioned by another man while sitting reading in the West Alice Public Library. The stranger threw Dahmer a note offering to perform fellatio upon him. Although Dahmer did not respond to this proposition, the incident stirred in his mind the fantasies of control and dominance he had developed as a teenager, and he began to familiarize himself with Milwaukee's gay bars, bookstores, and gay bathhouses. A bathhouse never sounds like a good place anymore. It sounds so gross. And creepy and disgusting. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, you want to go to this bathhouse, man? Did you stay in a bathhouse on your vacation, buddy? That's not... <laughs> yeah, right? I got fucking hep C, dude, as soon as I turned the door handle. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Uh, he was also known as have stolen male mannequins from a store. Boom. Right there. You know, if there's real dolls back then, I think Dahmer oh, yeah. would have been fine. He would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was already putting his mind in other things, like working. And reading at a library. Like, how many other serial killers do you know that spent time at the library? Six. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, he's very, very well versed in the in the library pursuits of other serial killers. You guys, you'll learn that about Sean as we as we proceed. Um, let's see. He's also known to have stolen a mannequin from a store. Like we said, he briefly briefly used it for sexual stimulation until his grandmother discovered the item stowed in a closet and demanded that he threw it away. <laughs> right. <laughs> Grandma, why are you going through my stuff? That's right. Get it, get it out, Jeffrey. I don't like it. I don't. It looks at me, Jeffrey. It has eyes. It has dead eyes. Much like you, Jeffrey. I'm fine, Grandma. Where's the beer? <laughs> you know, because Grandma still drinks too. She's fucking. Well, got, she's got a cozy. <laughs> you'd have to drink if that was your tenant. For sure, for sure, dude. You stay in the basement. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna look through your things while you're gone, because you're weird. Um, sleeping pills uh, came into here. He would give them to his partners in the beginning as like a a subtle sedative, and he would rape uh, rape their unconscious bodies. Because guess what, guys? You take enough sleeping pills, you're gonna fucking sleep, dude. It doesn't matter how how hard you try to not sleep, you're gonna get knocked the fuck out. That's right. And it's he didn't want any he didn't he didn't want any resistance. So uh, yeah, you gotta knock him out. Free will. Mm-hmm. You know, free will with this body, which is really strange because it's like, what are you going to do? I don't, what could you do? <clears throat> Everybody, everybody's into weird stuff to a certain extent. And it wouldn't have been hard for him to find someone who would satisfy satisfy those urges. Like that one guy who found a guy that let him eat him in Germany. Like he put a Craig's, Craigslist post out or whatever. And he's like, hey, I'm looking to eat someone. And this guy's responded and was like, let's do it. Wow. Well, if Craigslist was around back then, all these things would have never been spoke about. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Look, we found. Look, we're 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 more or less giving you guys information on these dudes, but we're also solving problems. You know, if they That's were still around. Yeah. That's right. 
looking at subtle solutions to where these things probably it would have been easier for them not to have happened. But November 20th, 1987, Dahmer at this time was residing with his grandma in West Dallas, Wisconsin, where he encounters a 25 year old man from Ontonagon, Michigan. Never heard of that place. Uh, his name, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Stephen Twomey. Okay, I, I thought I heard something weird, like like it shut off or something. But yeah, what a weird last name. Tuomi? Interesting. But he met him at a bar and persuaded him to return to the Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey guys, just wanted to take a second away from the show to tell you a little bit about my friends. DollarBlazeClub.com If you love to stay elevated, but you don't like all the hassle, visit DollarBlazeClub.com Use promo code STAYWOKE for 25% off pre-rolled cones, lighters, and everything else you need to stay elevated. Check out the website right now using our code STAYWOKE to receive 25% off. It is the highest discount they are offering for this product. It's an amazing product, a product I use myself and I love, and I will continue to use and praise it in every single podcast possible, and you guys are going to constantly be hearing about it. So don't forget... You want that 25% off discount, head over to dollarblazeclub.com and use the code STAYWOKE. That's S-T-A-Y-W-O-K-E. Okay, so we mentioned Stephen Tuomi. Met him at a bar, Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dahmer rented a room, and according to Dahmer, he had no intention of murdering Tuomi, but simply intended to drug and rape him as he lay unconscious. Much better. Yeah, there's well, that's that doesn't make sense. I, don't, I hate this. <laughs> the following morning, uh, however, he woke he awoke to find Tuomi lying beneath him on the bed, his chest crushed in. Yeah. Oh, gross. It sounds like a like a horrible, horrible way to die. Uh, I would say. Uh, blood was also seeping from the corner of his mouth. Uh, Dahmer's fists and one forearm were extensively bruised. Dahmer stated that he had absolutely no memory of killing Tuomi. Because you're drunk. Uh, the so in... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's that's all he was doing was drinking the whole time. So how could he yeah. remember half the stuff? I mean, the first guy, what, they drank for hours, dude. That's absurd. Yeah. How do you drink for hours and still manage to have the ability to be like, oh, well. I'm going to kill this guy and beat off over his body. doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, it should make sense to me, but that's what we're here for, trying to make sense of it, I guess. That's it. And it's it's intriguing to kind of try and – that's really what we're doing every episode is trying to figure out where this comes from, why, how, you know. Mm-hmm. Because even the investigators simply could not believe this had happened. Uh, to dispose of Tuomi's body – he purchased a large suitcase in which he transported the body to his mother's grandmother's residence. Excuse me. Uh, one week later, he severed the head, arms, and legs from the torso, and then filleted the bones from the body before cutting the flesh into small pieces enough to handle. Now, that in itself is one of the bigger things when it comes to serial killers. That is is odd to me. Mm-hmm. Is having no prior experience with a corpse. They figure it out. Being not just that, but being able to, to like, yeah, I'm just going to chop his head and arms and legs off of this dead body. And it only took him two hours to do it. So crazy, man. How do you get yourself to that point? I I got it. It's fine. I got it. I'm going to go do this and it's fine. And I'm just going to go to the coffee shop. (laughs) Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you just, I mean, I guess with Jeffrey Dahmer, it's a little bit 
uh, more believable due to his obsession with the animals and his dad's background. But all in all, that's it, that's just Jeffrey Dahmer. There's plenty of them that have dismembered bodies mm-hmm. with right. no prior experience, and it's gross, dude. You know what's inside of us? It's got to smell so fucking bad. I would imagine, yeah, but uh, you, you get good at it after lots of practice, so. Yeah, I mean, after the practice, after the first time, I'm sure it's a lot easier, but that first time, mentally getting yourself to like, yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm just going to chop them up, get rid of them, like you're, that thought is already just so weird to me, how, I don't know, it bothers me, but of course, that's what, we're talking about serial killers, everything should bother me, otherwise, I am crazy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> For the total of two weeks following Tuomi's murder, Dama retained the victim's head wrapped in a blanket. The Why not? That that's where it goes. You keep it in the blanket. Yeah. Nice cotton. It's so ridiculous. Uh, after two weeks, Dama boiled the head in a mixture of Soylix, whatever that is. It's an alkaline-based industrial detergent and bleach in an effort to retain the skull, which he then used as stimulus for masturbation. Eventually, the skull was rendered too brittle by this bleaching process, so Dahmer pulverized it and disposed of it. That's what Makes I mean, just like... Perfect sense. Yep, that's what you gotta do. Joking off to inanimate objects. Sure, why not? Sounds like fun. Yeah, like you couldn't find like a novelty skull that's gonna last forever? You had to like take it out of a guy's head? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. It's gotta be authentic. There's no... Maybe... <laughs> I guess, yeah. He's like... It's gotta have that smell. You bleached yeah. it, you dummy. Right. But, but still, I, it's like a smelly bleach. Like a bleach, it's real good. Try it. Just You can't knock it till you try it. Shut up. Get out of my room. <laughs> That's the brother. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I found this fucking skull. Looks to be real, you know, because the jaw broke off. Just <laughs> Fucking crazy. Um, Go ahead. Uh, What is this? What, what we got? Uh, the intermediate incidences yeah just more more stuff that he did uh going to gay bars and uh finding people to drug them and have sex with them and all that kind of fun stuff yeah 14 year old native american prostitute 22 year old bisexual man Mm -hmm. they called him the phoenix wow that's that's gay man it's just gay (laughs) yeah in 88 he was uh arrested for drugging and sexually fondling a 13 year old boy he was always trying to get people to come over to pose nude for pictures well, what about when he performs oral sex upon a corpse? Well, who doesn't like to do that? The flavors. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right. Uh, April 23rd, Dahmer lures another young man to his house. However, after giving the victim a drugged coffee, both he and the victim heard Dahmer's grandmother call, Is that you, Jeff? Although Dahmer replied in a manner that led his grandma to believe he was alone, his grandmother did observe that Dahmer was not alone. Because of this, Dahmer opted not to kill this particular victim. Instead, he waited until he became unconscious before taking him to the county general hospital. Post call. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Grandma. You saved yeah. my life. Oh, man. Uh, to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Send Grandma letters. Yep, no doubt. Did a great, great job. Um, September 1988. Dahmer's grandmother asked him to move out of her house because of his habit of bringing young men to her house late at night and then foul smells emanating from both the basement and the garage. Yeah. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Not just dead bodies, but <clears throat> the smells. He's an alcoholic. I'm sure he doesn't wash very often. Like, how Probably is he picking up foods, man? Uh, I don't know. But people who are into that kind of stuff, they don't care, I guess. I, I don't really know. I, w- I wasn't there. 
I've heard that they that the in the gay community that there is a certain like of a smelly uh smelly guy. I, I'd be more to know. Their essence. That's like, dude, I know my essence and gross. <laughs> there you gross. go. Um the following day, Dahmer was arrested for drugging and sexually fondling a thirteen year old boy who he had lured to his home on the pretext of posing nude for photographs. Uh what? Hey man, I'm 13. Just wondering where I could go to get photographed nude. Really trying to get that career started. What? You gotta start early. Yeah, yeah. I guess, man. Holy shit. Hi, I'm 13. I just want to make sure that uh, you know, I know when I'm, I'm 13. I already know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Gonna have yeah, yeah. in Playboy, Playgirl, probably. Doesn't make sense, dude. What were you doing at 13? Thinking of taking your clothes off for some grown man to be photographed? I don't think I thought of that once. <laughs> Never. I don't think. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't thought of it recently. But it, you know, it's crossed my mind. But not when I was thirteen. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, what kind of money are we talking? I mean, like, is that what's happening? Are we just taking pictures so you can have them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> on January uh, nineteen eighty nine, Dahmer was convicted on second degree sexual assault and of enticing a child for immoral purposes. No doubt. Yeah, that is definitely immoral for sure. Uh, sentencing for this assault was suspended until 89. Uh, on March 20th, Dahmer commenced a 10-day Easter absence from work, during which he moved back into his grandma's home. How do you do that? What's that? What was that conversation like? How does he? There's no. There's not going to be no more smells, Grandma. I promise. Yeah, I swear this time. No, I'll. I got Febreze and and the wall things. Remember the wall thing. The, yeah. the smelly thing that grandma had in her house always. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I brought potpourri, grandma. It's it's fine. Just don't don't come down here. <laughs> That's it. How many times he said that? I'm sure so, that was constant. Yeah, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right, uh two months. Go ahead and hit that one. Two months uh, after the conviction. Oh yeah, uh scheduled release from work camp. He's paroled. Uh he had a five year probation in eighty nine at this point. He moved back to Grandma's house, uh, and, and then in May 1990, he moved to the Oxford Apartments in North 25th Street in Milwaukee, in a high crime area but close to work. So he wasn't worried about that. He wasn't nope, worried he, about the crime. Well, he was the high crime guy. For sure. You're not going to be weary. No. Guy's like, I'm going to steal your money. He's like, I'm going to keep your head. <laughs> yeah, I win. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude said he's going to keep my head. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Just believe him. That's all. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, he probably keeps heads. Like, I picture him just like in mom jeans from the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking right, about? Right. Like, yeah, no back so pockets. <laughs> I'll keep your head. Uh, what? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. All right, bye. And <laughs> just the guy runs away. He didn't have any money on him anyway. He's like, what were you thinking? What are you going to take right. from a guy who doesn't look like he has anything? Mm-hmm. His head. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. All right. All right, so, uh, you know, he's out there in the crime area, and he's still doing his thing. Uh, according to Dahmer, he found Sears exceptionally attractive, you know, much like Otis Tool. And uh, Sears was the first victim – Oh, no, wait, what am I saying? Sears is not the place. Uh, Sears is a guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, Anthony Sears. Yeah, I messed up. I skipped too far ahead. Uh, he engaged in oral sex before Dahmer drugged and strangled Sears. 
which doesn't make any sense, dude. It still doesn't add up that. Okay, so for some reason, the immobility of the corpse or person is what is really turning you on. It has nothing to do with the fact that the guy had already, you know, you guys have already given each other head. That's not good. That's not fine. Well, that's why you like mannequins because they didn't move either. So, yeah, but you didn't stick with that. Run with the mannequins, man. If that's if that's the idea, if that's what you like, stick with it. That's why it. I try to open it up for more things that are unnecessary. That's right. All right, so let's let's. Uh, May twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. Dahmer was sentenced to five years probation and one year of house arrest. Like we said, um, he had to also register as a sex offender, which he was. That's right. Creepy guy. Yeah. So then uh, he killed a bunch of people in the nineteen, uh, well, the nineties and nineteen ninety one. So, oh yeah, lots of people in the two months before he uh, was caught. And this is where the infamous apartment two one three exactly comes into play. Uh, he had, I believe, I don't know if we're gonna find this information with what we have here, but I know that if it wasn't Dahmer that had this bag underneath his house. It was someone else, but I'm pretty sure Dahmer had a bunch of severed penises in a bag underneath his house when they investigated. I, have, I don't remember hearing that about him, but who knows? They took these. They took giant barrels out of his house, dude. Yeah, they did that for sure. And he, have you ever seen the photographs? No, I don't believe so. Horrendous. I bet. He had, there is this one display that he had of a severed head next to severed hands and the severed genitalia of some guy. Great. There is also as soon as you walk in, yeah, as soon as you walk into the main part of his living establishment, there was this uh, corpse that was basically in like a back bend. That makes sense to you? Mm-hmm. I think so. You've seen how like mostly girls do the back bend you know they yeah. arch themselves up like yeah uh-huh. this thing had been had, had looks like it was pretty much devoured right probably was yeah the horrific scene the bathtub was uh had a body in it as well there's uh torsos all this different stuff found in this house and these big metal drums not uh yeah these big drums were full of that disgusting shit as well as body parts and and such you know the mantle of skulls which is very hh holmes-esque you know Mm -hmm. where he was saving the skeletons and whatnot but uh yeah horrific scene approximately it's so crazy too because he was also on probation during this time because of the other things he was a registered sex offender and it's still like people weren't paying enough attention to these people other guys disappearing because in uh, June 1990, Dahmer actually lured a 27-year-old acquaintance named Edward Smith to his apartment, where he continued his uh, modus operandi of drugging and strangling. Uh, on this occasion, rather, though, he immediately uh, acidify, uh, acidifying? Yep. I've never, yeah, it sounds like, I'm, it's a word. Put, put, put an acid, acid to, uh, and, and bleach to, uh, to, yeah, and then put them in the freezer. Yes. And that's where you want to keep them, you know, the freezer, just, or, you know, whatever. I'm <laughs> just tried to make a joke there. Couldn't get it to land. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Dahmer said it was his way of remembering their appearance, their physical beauty. He also wanted to keep, if he couldn't keep them there with him whole, he could at least keep their skeletons. 
And this is from uh, him recollecting his motivations for, bo uh, for both photographing his victims and retaining sections of their skeletal structure. As I said, uh, the thing in the bathtub might have just been a rib cage, like somebody's torso without a head. It was fucking – the pictures are horrible. I bet. Uh, less than three months after the murder of Smith, Dahmer encountered a 22-year-old Chicago native named Ernest Miller on the corner of North 27th Street. Miller agreed to accompany Dahmer to his apartment for $50 and further agreed to allow him to listen to his heart and stomach. When Dahmer attempted to perform oral sex upon Miller, he was informed, that'll cost you extra, whereupon Dahmer gave his intended victim a drink laced with two sleeping pills. So apparently this Miller guy has uh, known these things. He's been around, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, on this occasion, however, he had two, uh, two sleeping pills to give his victim. Therefore, he killed Miller by slashing his carotid artery with the same knife he used to dissect his victim's bodies. So this is the, probably the most malicious thing he did. To right, because he didn't have enough sleep pills, so he just had to kill him outright. Yep. Uh, Miller bled to death within minutes. Dahmer then posed the nude body for various suggestive Polaroid photographs before placing the body in his bathtub for dismemberment. Now, I feel like such things as this exist. Of course, these photographs exist. The photographs that he took exist. Mm. Yeah. And, and people went through them. Prosecutors... Yeah. Investigators have seen these pictures, and I can guarantee you that they feel so much worse when they know that Dahmer is like a, a pulp culture icon of infamy. Well, sure. That's got to be – like they know – if those pictures surface, brother, wow. Wow. I mean just the, the, the explanation that we're giving here and that you can find online your guys' selves is already insane. Uh, yeah. But to see the pictures he took of these dead people, like what you, you kind of see more what was going on in his mind. Nothing good. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Dahmer boiled the remaining flesh and organs into a jelly-like substance using Soylex, which again enabled him to rinse the flesh off the skeleton, which he intended to retain. Uh, to preserve the skeleton, he placed the bones in a light bleach solution for 24 hours, allowing them to dry upon a cloth for one week. Uh, the severed head was initially placed in the refrigerator before also being stripped of flesh, then painted and coated with enamel. Like what? The whole time, like what do you? What is going through your head? Uh, this is my artwork. No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I just picture him with like you know those glasses that have like the extra glasses on them, so mm -hmm. he can look deeper, and he's got like oh, brushes and all this. Stuff. That's you know what right. I mean? Like he's really, like you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You son. Of a bitch. <laughs> You're a cartoon, bro. It's fucking yeah. gross. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what, three weeks after the murder of Ernest Miller? The last one that I really want to talk about as far, because we know he's killed a lot of people and all these things, but I want to yeah. I want to hit the one where the officers give the kid back. Oh, I didn't even read that one. But, yeah, then we'll we'll wrap this up because I need to hit the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, the hay soon because I'm an hour ahead of you. So, but I right, read fast. I'll read fast. Uh, yeah. Also, sure. uh, just jump in wherever. Uh, in the early morning hours of uh, May 27th, Dahmer returned toward his apartment to discover Synthansomophone, which is the the little kid who was, uh, you know, Laotian or something. He was definitely Asian of some kind, but he was sitting naked on the corner of 25th and State talking to, talking in Lao. And three distressed young women were standing near him. This is a guy that – this is the young dude that ended up in his house who was 
you know, he, this is Dahmer at a certain point started drilling holes into the victims' heads to try to keep them alive to a certain degree. Yeah. He would pour acid in their heads and do all this different shit to them. But this guy, this young dude, ends up running out. He gets away, and the officers come, and they're there, and they try to stop. Now you're making this worse, dude. I'm trying to get it over with. Is it recording? Yeah. Okay. He's making a bunch of damn noise as he does. Mm. All right, so all right, let me find it. So, anyways, yeah, this this young kid ends up getting taken by Dahmer. He ends up doing these things to him, and then the kid ends up getting out of the house while Dahmer is going to buy more alcohol. And officers come up, and the three women are protesting. They're pissed. They're like, "What are you doing? Uh, this kid needs help." So they try to, you know, they're intervening the best that they can to try to do something to help the kid. And he ends up yeah. being. Ushered back towards Dahmer with Dahmer uh, with a towel over his head by officers, and of course he doesn't make it. He's he's killed. You know he's the worst possible thing ever. You know when when people are already saying, "Hey man, this isn't good," and then they give they give the uh, the victim back to the per, you know the yeah t- take take good care of him. Yeah, it's so crazy. But he was arrested on July 22nd, 1991. Uh, he was approached by three men who offered $100 to accompany him back to his apartment and pose new for photographs, drink beer, and simply keep him company. One of the trio, 32-year-old Tracy Edwards, agreed to accompany him to his apartment. Upon entering Dahmer's apartment, Edwards noted a foul order in several boxes of hydro- uh, hydrochloric acid on the floor, which Dahmer claimed to be used for cleaning bricks. Not Stupid. suspicious at uh, all. <laughs> right. At least somebody gets it. Like, oh, that's fucking weird. Nobody has that in their house. You know, somebody's got to paying attention uh edwards responded to Dahmer's request to turn his head and view his tropical fish whereupon Dahmer placed a handcuff upon his wrist when edwards asked what's happening Dahmer unsuccessfully attempted to cuff his wrist together edwards uh was told to accompany him to the bedroom to pose for the nude pictures while inside the bedroom edwards noted nude male posters on the wall and that a videotape of the exorcist 3 was playing <clears throat> he also noted the 57 gallon drum in the corner from which a strong odor was emanating and he yeah. pulls a knife on him. <laughs> How do you explain that away? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Dahmer brandishes a knife and informed Edwards uh, about the pictures and attempted to appear appease uh, Dahmer. Excuse me. Edwards unbuttoned his shirt, saying he would allow him to do so if he'd remove the cuff and put it away. In response to this promise, Dahmer simply turned his attention towards the TV. Edwards observed Dahmer rocking back and forth and chanting before turning his attention back to him. He placed his head on Edwards' chest, listened to his heartbeat, and with the knife pressed against his intended victim, informed Edwards he intended to eat his heart. Gross. Yeah. In uh, in continuous attempts to prevent Dahmer from attacking him, Edwards repeated that he was Dahmer's friend and that he was not going to run. Uh, Edwards had decided he was either going to jump from the window or run through the unlocked door upon the next available opportunity. As one would, yeah. Go ahead. You know where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he said he needed to use the bathroom. Uh, they could sit and have beer uh, where there was air conditioning in the living room. So Dahmer says, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, and then uh, he pretty much waited until uh, Dahmer was having a momentary lapse of concentration and then he bolted. Yeah, he punched the motherfucker in the face. Yeah. Got him. That's the best part. Like, that, yes, that is. somebody got him. And then obviously... The end. The end. Here we've all heard. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dahmer does eventually start to confess to all the things he did. He was serving time in prison as he should, 
but during this time, it doesn't last very long. No, we, no, no. It doesn't last very long. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, this fella, I can't think of the guy's name. We'll see if it's here. Uh, he was sentenced to the Columbia Correctional Institution in Portage, Wisconsin. He was mm -hmm. in solitary confinement due to the... This is what I'm saying. Everybody always thinks that when somebody gets put in prison that they're going to ultimately meet their demise or have a horrible time. But in most cases, they're put in solitary confinement and they don't see anyone except for see uh, correctional officers. Uh, shortly after completing his lengthy confessions in 91, Dahmer had requested uh, Patrick Murphy, Detective Patrick Murphy, to be given a copy of the Bible. This request was granted by Dahmer, granted, and Dahmer gradually devoted himself to Christianity and became a born-again Christian. Uh, <clears throat> on his father's urging, the he read the creationist books. Who cares? <clears throat> Uh, 1994, a fellow. Let's yeah, I want to skip ahead. Um, 1994, lie. A fellow inmate. Osvaldo Durth, uh, Deruthi attempted to slash Dahmer's throat with a razor embedded in a toothbrush as Dahmer returned to his cell from Roy Ratcliffe's weekly church service. So that's one attempt. Mm -hmm. uh, Dahmer received superficial wounds, not seriously hurt in this incident. According to Dahmer's family, he had a long been ready to die and accepted any pun punishment he might endure in prison. In addition to this, his father and stepmother maintaining regular contact. Dahmer's mother, Joyce, also maintained regular contact uh, Joyce Dahmer related that in her weekly phone calls, wherever she ex uh, wherever she expressed concern for her son's physical well-being, Dahmer responded with the comments to the effect of, "It doesn't matter, Mom. I don't care if something happens to me." Well, he knew he was a creeper. Yeah, time to go, man. Yeah. Uh, the morning of November twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four. So, si what? Six months later? No, yeah. four months later. See, what? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> his assigned work detail. Accompanying him were fellow inmates Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. The trio was left unsupervised in the showers of prison gym for approximately 20 minutes. At approximately 8.10, Dahmer was discovered on the floor of the bathrooms of the gym suffering from extreme head and facial wounds. He had been severely bludgeoned in the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar. His head, was also, his head had also been repeatedly struck against the wall in the assault. Although Dahmer was still alive and was rushed to the nearby hospital, he was pronounced dead one hour later. Anderson had also been beaten with the same instrument and died two days later from his wounds. Scarver was, was serving a life sentence for a murder committed in 1990 in Forbes authorities. He had first attacked Dahmer with a metal bar as Dahmer was cleaning the staff locker room before attacking Anderson as he cleaned the inmate locker room. According to Scarver, Dahmer did not yell or make any noise when he was attacked. He just accepted his fate. Yep, and he just let it go. Now it was over with. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Uh, what I had heard there was rumors going. <clears throat> there was rumors going around that he didn't. He didn't get uh, any kind of more. Like he got another year on his sentence or whatever. But he got two more life sentences for this. All right, man. Let's close it. So yeah, that's the end of Dahmer.